This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Get on your horse, Arthur. What are you doing? You're wasting time. That rifle's not going to shoot itself, Arthur. <laughs> is that what he says? I don't know. I don't play that game. I am playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And Dave has been listening in, apparently. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is uh, pretty complex. Uh, it was getting me a little dizzy. I think it was the horse riding, uh, the camera going up and down. So I've turned that off. And then somebody else, or somebody told me about motion blur, so I need to find that setting and turn that off. But I am very ready to enter in every cheat code there is, because I'm a terrible aim, and uh, I, I can't, I got mauled by a bear. <laughs> I'm awful. I'm awful. I'm awful. You know what happens is I start to panic when I'm, I need to get shit done. So I don't, uh, I can't pick the right weapon in a timely fashion, and uh, it gets all crazy. But uh, I like the game very much. Um, I thought I wouldn't like it as much as the first one because I'm in a, with a, a group of of bad people. But I don't. I'm trying to look the look at them not as bad people, but just a a group of people who are uh, down on their luck. So if I look at it like that, then it's not so bad. But um, let me know when the holodeck's available. The, that's a different game entirely. Uh, I need a holodeck, otherwise I can't believe it's real. Okay, well that's the Star Trek. Yeah, well, well let's do that. Let's make that happen. Uh, there uh, is a Star Trek game. There's an online no, Star Trek no, game. No, a holodeck. Uh, oh, you just want a, a holodeck. Yes, I want that. I want that level of experience in my gaming. Yeah, that would be Then amazing. I'll get into it. What would? Okay, say there's a holodeck. What kind of game would you want to play? I want to play the game... Where I can manifest lots of money and make it real. Okay, there's that. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I thought you were really going to start saying something. Well, I wouldn't mind being in Atlantis. The lost city of Atlantis? Yeah, why not? Donovan seemed to think it was a good place. Okay. All right. Well, Donovan thought uh-huh. it was good, and he had Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck play with him. Okay, so... And he's not even in the Yardbirds. Okay. So take that, hurdy-gurdy man. So uh, before we start uh, the the very meat of the show today, I wanted to give a urgent Glenn Scarpelli update. I know uh, some of you folks are are just eagerly awaiting our Glenn Scarpelli update. So here is our latest one. On November the 22nd, year of our Lord, 2018, I received a direct message from M. Levitt, a.k.a. Wiggy Bloogie, on Twitter. It said the following, Hey, my wife just shot me this link to Glenn Scarpelli at the Thanksgiving Day Parade with him singing up a storm on a caterpillar. I wonder if this is the parade where your friend gave him the double finger. Hope this link works. I then followed the link. And here is a little bit of that. Chances are this next young fella never thought he'd been riding something called a doodlebug through the streets of Manhattan. Nonetheless, he is here. His name is Glenn Scarpelli. You know him, I think, as Alex on One Day at a Time. He's now seen on Fridays, and Jennifer slept here. He's going to sing for us. From his new album, he sings Don't Mess Up, This Good Thing. 
video. If you're listening to audio, that's not going to work. Why? Oh, sounded like an AM radio. Well, I mean, it's from the 80s, so. That man is comfortable with an umbrella. That wasn't part of the idea. You know, someone's. It was raining out. <laughs> it was so probably he, raining there. Yeah. Like you know what? I need an umbrella. But him being such a Broadway actor. He incorporates right in with the umbrella. That, that umbrella is actually the best part of his routine. Oh, well, that and he's strapped on very uh, securely to that caterpillar. So I watched it and I said to myself, I must reach out to our friend Caleb and show him this video. So I sent him a, a link and I said, is this from that day? And... This was the reply. I cannot believe you found this. It is absolutely from that day. I mean, wow. I haven't ever seen a visual of it, but it's crystal clear in my memory. That fucking bug he was riding, going back and forth from side to side, and he was waving like a meth head at the crowd. And as it turned directly at me, his eyes and my eyes met, and I panicked and flipped him the bird. He looked right at me, and his waving hands turned palms up to the sky, and he mouthed, Why? As the bug pulled away to the other side of Central Park West. I felt horrible. So, we have our update. This is exactly that day, so thank you, Wiggy Bloogie. Uh, I think we made Caleb's Thanksgiving because he, he didn't know that a video existed of it. And so there it was. Uh, and the other thing that I thought was kind of interesting about the video was that uh, Al Roker says, oh, he was on, on one day at a time, but now he's on Jennifer Slept Here on Fridays. I don't even remember a show called Jennifer Slept Here. You have any recollections of that at all? Recollections? Nope. I don't remember that. It had Ann Jillian. And uh, I guess Glenn Scarpelli. Some people I'd have no idea who they are. Oh, Georgia Engel. Georgina from uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Who I think was an America's sweetheart for uh, a bit. So... That show lasted one year. <laughs> so that thir- not even a whole year, 13 episodes. So as much as I do love Ann Jillian and George- Georgia Engel, uh, I don't remember the show at all. All right. Anything to say about that, uh, the whole thing? No. All right. Now we can go on to our topic. Today's topic, as you can see by the title, is shows that wouldn't get made today. What do you think about the topic, David? I think it should be called Mm -hmm. shows that Uh can't be made yesterday. Shows that can't be made yesterday. Okay, why? Wait. Wait, what's it called? Shows that couldn't be made today. Yeah, shows that could be made yesterday. I see. Because you can't make any of those shows today. Right, but yesterday you probably couldn't either. Tell I me say, one show oh. that you could make today, that you could make then. That's what I'm saying. This is a show about shows you could not make today. But I'm saying you couldn't make any of them. You could probably make Eight is Enough. I don't think so. I'll find a reason. Okay. I haven't found it yet. Well, I don't even know that you've ever watched Eight is Enough. I've watched plenty. I know about Eight is Enough. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, the older, the older brother. You got, you know, Tommy. You got uh, Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas. Yes, uh, okay. You got the uh, older sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the, uh, the, the mother, or she's kind of no. like the girlfriend or whatever the fuck she is, the stepmother. Betty Buckley. Yes, and you got Dick Van Patten. Yes. Yeah, you know, Father Knows Best of the 70s. 80s. 80, no, I was 70s. 80s? Late 80s? 70s, early 80s? I think it was late 70s. And then what, didn't we have Christopher Atkins was in that? No. Well, who was in it? The other guy. No, the, ki- uh, the Karate Kid was in it. Ralph Macchio. No, no. Yes, he was. Well, who played... Played the uh, Willie Ames. Willie Ames, exactly. <laughs> and that sounds like a name of a black guy, if you ask me. Well, I didn't, but okay. 
Willie Ames. The yes. Willie Ames Show. Come on down to the Willie Ames Show. Come you on know. down to Willie Ames Show. That kind of Have thing. Have yourself a time. Willie Ames to please. Okay. Well, good for <clears throat> Willie. Um, yes. Anyway, so that so, show I think could probably get made. It was just about a family, a widower who I believe wrote for the paper. All right, maybe that could have been made. It was pretty. Uh, Let me tell you what couldn't get made. We'll okay. take it from the top. Okay. The honeymooners. Boom. Straight to the moon, Alice. He stays a fucking domestic violence. That's not happening. You cannot beat your wife on TV. Or threaten to beat your Sorry, wife on Ralph. TV. Sorry, Ralph. You know what? And also that show set the set the uh, stere- set the archetype. Uh, what's it called? Archetype. Uh huh. It set the fucking uh, role model for uh, uh, woman smart, man stupid. Uh huh. Alice is always right. Ralph's always an oaf. That's you know the original uh, original tone of what's going on now. That started all the way back then. It's been, always been like that. Honeymooners, though, you couldn't make that. Mainly for the uh, domestic abuse. I don't think there's any black people in it ever, so that's not an issue. It's not only the mamba, Alice. Not by a long shot it isn't the mamba. It's the other things he does, the fancy manners he has and he parades around with. That's putting nutty ideas in your head. Sure, Ralph. You think he's a troublemaker. Well, I have got news for you, Ralph. You and Norton and some of the men in this building can learn an awful lot of things from Carlos. He happens to be a gentleman, Ralph. And that seems to be something that you have forgotten all about. He treats us like women. That's something you've forgotten too, Ralph. You seem to have forgotten that I am a woman. I forgot that you're a woman? How could I? You're always yapping. (laughs) What do you mean I don't treat you like a woman? I treat you like a woman. I let you sew, I let you cook, I let you wash the windows, I let you clean up. Boys don't do that, Alice. That's all a wife is to you, Ralph. Just a handy utensil to have around the house. A wife can cook and slave and clean for you all day long. You would never think of saying something pleasant to her. You wouldn't even think of doing a simple little gentlemanly thing like tipping your hat. So, uh... I got to say. Yeah. I happen to think The Honeymooners is one of the best shows ever. It sets... It's just the standard for, uh, for sitcoms. It's it's really the it's one of the best. I think it's better than I Love Lucy. It's amazing acting, amazing improv. You have amazing cast there. Fucking Jackie Gleason. What's his name? Norton. What's you his love name? him. Art Carney. Art Carney. Both of those people are amazing, and just the show. It's it's so fucking good. I think. Anyway, that's just my opinion. I feel like you're right. The show could not be made today at all. Um, it's between him uh, threatening to send her to the moon and uh, just, you know, it's so solidifying classic. that men and women are not at all the same. Uh, the networks would never allow you to think for a second that a man and a woman can't be the same or can't do the same stuff. So this would never get made. And I think Jackie Gleason would have been banned on Twitter. Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. Or, or maybe not. He probably wouldn't have Twittered for himself, tweeted or whatever. He might have. But, um, you know, it's funny you bring up I Love Lucy as well because there's a show where she was... You know, she was in charge of the production company, or one of the heads of the production company, Desi Lou, and but still, the show was about a housewife who was forever trying to get into her husband's shows at the Copacabana, and so she was always doing like housewife stuff, and he was always yelling at her, and I think in a few episodes he actually spanked her. Uh. I think more than once. And so, of course... He's got a lot of explaining to do. He, uh, that would never go over at all today. Word is that uh, Ethel and Fred hated each other. Fred hated Ethel in real life. Word is Fred was a real dick. He was a... He seemed like a curmudgeon. Fred Mertz was a cunt. Okay, I don't know if he was a cunt, but he was a curmudgeon. I got another show for you. Okay. That they couldn't make today. All right. 
Now, we're not getting to the racial stuff yet because this is before racial stuff was even addressed on television. Okay. Father knows best. Does he? Because because I don't think mom's going to stand for that anymore. Right. Wait till your father gets home. It's like uh, the beaver, right? The The dad was in charge of all the... We know uh, what that stands for. But that was symbolic of it was leave beef. it to Beaver. It was yeah. an all American nickname for an all American boy who was part of an all American family. What is this? A Tom Petty song? Uh perhaps. That's why I hate Tom Petty. Why? You know the good thing about Tom Petty passing away? What? There will never be a new Tom Petty song released. That is uh it's fucking amazing. That is awfully terrible to say. God plagued with Tom Petty for so long on the radio. Just over and over again. You know who else should have passed away? John fucking Mellencamp. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna stop have with to, this already. I'm gonna have to put my foot down. There are some really good Tom Petty songs. Little pink and houses. Little yeah. pink uh, houses. Why don't you take your pink house and shove it up your little pink ass? Okay. Yeah, I got a little pink house. It's for it's called Music from the Big Pink. It's by the band. That's the only fucking pink house I want. Okay. Well, I happen to like some of those. Uh, I hate John Mellencamp. John Cougar Mellencamp songs. Oh, John Cougar, I can stand. That one song, I Need a Lover. Oh, that's okay. But then he changes the fucking direction and goes some fucking Americana campy cunt music. He fights authority. And authority always wins. You know who fought authority? The Clash. The Clash, okay. But they're not very good. Tell that to Joe Strummer. He's dead. He's dead. But, uh... I don't think the Clash would ever think themselves. That's as, what I'm saying. John Mellencamp's uh-huh. alive and Joe Strummer's gone. That's the world we live in. Okay. Well, Unbelievable. Um, and the man smokes a hundred packs of cigarettes a day. I am a fan of John Cougar Mellencamp. Hate him. That's fine. Though. Let we me can, tell you about a little ditty about Jack and Diane. Oh God. Have you heard the country song that they had all over the radio recently? Two American kids growing up in the heartland. Yeah, the guy's asking, you know, I wonder what happened to Jack and Diane. I wonder, too. And then I said, oh, wait, I'm on Earth. Who gives a fuck? Jack is going to be a football star. Jack and Diane got divorced. Jack's fucking dealing meth. No. See, I I don't understand why you can't just be happy about Jack and Diane. They're at the Tasty because I Freeze. Know about John Schofield. Okay, but this is, see, this is this makes you somewhat of an elitist. I am. God and when damn people it. think of elitists, they think of as hollery. I know. I'm a fucking asshole. Okay, terrific. Here's the thing. Yeah. You know, when you get exposed to the Grateful Dead at a young age, and you take the acid, uh-huh. you see the light. Okay. And then you see how good it could be. Mm. And then it turns out that everything sucks. You get a little disenchanted. Okay. I'm just saying. Well, know. who in their right mind would give a young child LSD and say, here, let's listen to some Grateful Dead? I don't know. Is yes. it a relative, perhaps, we should no, call the no authorities on? This okay. is me and my buddies hanging out. Yeah, and Me and the same guy who later pissed in my kitchen sink when he was drunk. Who was that, please? I'm not going to tell, but he's a uh, he is a uh, counselor. He's a drug counselor now, so I guess you, you got to be experienced to you got to piss in your friend's sink in order to tell people not to piss in someone's sink and get paid for it. Well, when you're he's older. walked a mile in those shoes. Guess apparently. what? I'm still pissing in the sink. No, you're not. Please <laughs> oh. don't say that. Oh well, I'm impressed. You know, I don't hypo- want people to think you hi- pee in a sink. Hypothetically, I'm pissing in the sink. That's you know, disgusting. I got. I. I didn't. I'm still. I'm still fucking partying. David, Fuck have you, you, you? Have goddamn. you peed in the sink in this house? No, I'm just. It's a. It's a. It's a proverb. It's a. It's, it's not a, a proverb. It's a metaphor is what I mean. Uh-huh. It's a. It's you know. It's you. It's a, It's metaphorically speaking. I'm still pissing in the sink. You know. Okay. Boom. Live uh-huh. free or die. That kind of thing. Okay. All you people. Relax. Oh. Oh, oh that's oh. right. He was. Uh, what. I guess he was Irish. So? Well, he was just prone to abuse. All right. Well, anywho, uh, we're going to get back on topic. Um, Anyway, so uh, the first show we talked about was Honeymooners. Honeymooners? I love Lucy. Father knows best. Leave it to Beaver. Well, Father's Knows Best and Leave it to Beaver were very... Uh, Let me tell you another one. Okay. My Three Sons. Why? See, I think you're picking shows that... Because uh, you got the uncle there who's a faggot. Okay, that uncle is <laughs> William Frawley, also <laughs> known as Fred Mertz. Hey. 
Oh, no. Wait, was he Uncle Charlie? No, he's Uncle Charlie. Fred Mertz is not Uncle Charlie. Fred Mertz, I think, was Uncle Charlie at first. I think there really? was two Uncle Charlies. Oh, boy. Let's, let's. Uh, Charlie's in here. You better see what's going on over there. My three sons. Holy, what the? He wasn't Uncle Charlie. He was? No. I was wrong. He said, says he was Michael Francis Bub O'Casey in I... 165 episodes. Well, I didn't watch the show that much, I guess. You never saw My Three Sons? No, I've seen it lots, but I just I never concentrated on it that much, I guess. How do you not know him, though? I know the father. I know some of the kids. Who's the father? I don't know. He's got a pipe. It reminds me of the guy, Religion of Bob guy. Fred McMurray. There you go. See, you are a little more schooled when it comes to this stuff. I... Uh, had no friends as a child, hey, so the television was my best and only All friend. All right, cable guy, relax. And I just uh, watched and watched and watched. Yeah, no, I wasn't that bad. I had some friends, but I think uh, my parents were so terrible that uh, other parents would not allow their children to come to our house. They didn't want to uh, poison their, their children's minds with bad parenting. So I stayed at home and watched TV and read books. I went to someone's house one time when I was a kid. It was a fucking pigsty. See? Couldn't believe it. I didn't tell my parents. If I told my parents, they would never let me back there. Yes, see? They they were living like savages. And guess what? This this kid's parents were psychologists. Were they hoarders? No, they just smelly, gross people. Jews. You're a Jew. Yeah, I am. But I'm not smelly and gross. I'm just saying they happen to be Jews. I don't know what that has to do with it, honestly. It doesn't have anything to do with okay. it. Okay. But, um, um, did he know? Did he apologize? That he was a Jew? He certainly knew. He never apologized. He was a stinky little guy. And he didn't, I don't think he knew because he was so stinky. Well, that's what I'm saying. Does he, does he even know that? I don't know. He I, was living in some sort of bad situation. Lost touch with him. His parents were savages. That's crazy. See, that's what I'm saying. I think some children just grow up and and shit and don't realize that uh the situation they're in is bad because they they don't have anything to compare it to once i started leaving my house and having friends and going to other people's homes um i could compare their their situation their family their interactions with mine and i realized something something was afoot at my spot and so uh by the age of you know seven or eight i was I was. It was pretty clear to me that things were awry. So, um, I think your friend just didn't know. He might not have had friends over. Did you take him aside and say, "No, come to my house and and spend the weekend and see no. how it's supposed to be"? Wouldn't let that smelly motherfucker in my house. So you're a terrible person. <laughs> you should try to reach out. You should try to reach out and help people like that. Well, you know. He kind of, and I kind of was kind of like, uh, I had my my best judgment was like, I should just steer away from these people in general. These people meaning the Jews or this, the... That family. That family, I Don't see. Don't get too close to that family. See, these, these people, and I almost feel like back in the day, that's a lot of these shows were just trying to teach you as a family how you should react to certain situations. Apparently it didn't work. I guess not. I guess they weren't watching enough, but you know. The, like the My Three Sons and the um, Father Knows Best, it was just like, okay, you've done something wrong and uh, you need to learn your lesson from it. Your dad will come home and dole out a punishment for it. And at the end, we're all still a happy family that loves each other. Yeah, I'm going to give you a show they could make today. They could. Yes. Okay. The Dick Van Dyke Show. Best show on TV, I think. I think it was that era's Seinfeld. It's fucking hysterical. Excellent show. Excellent cast. Ugh. Excellent writing. Everything about it is excellent. And once again, sets the template for many shows to come in the future. I, I agree. I think that, to me, it's, is a top five comedy show of all time, if not top two. Well, there you go. I, it's, it's like second or third tier show. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a Honeymooners is the first tier. Then you got what? I don't know what comes after that. As far as comedies? No, just like, you know, time frame, time-wise. Generation, uh, I mean. Second generation, third generation. Well, I think it's 60s. Yeah. So, uh, I think 
I mean, I Love Lucy, what? That premiered, what, around 19 fucking... 58, I believe. That late? I thought it was earlier. I thought it was so like... wait, The Honeymooners was earlier than that, like 55, 54? We have to remember the TV was very new. So, uh, I mean, on. I thought The Honeymooners was like 55, right? Maybe. Honeymooners, Again. 1955. It is? Yep. Word. I Love Lucy. Oh, 1951. See, that's crazy. I thought it was 58. So it's before. So I Love Lucy. Hold on a it's second. It's got to be one of the first TV shows ever. Okay, so this is the this is the issue. I think... See, and also, but I think I Love Lucy was even before, even 1951. Was it a radio show? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a radio show. I think that's why they even got a show, because well, it was go. already uh, popular. And then Dick Van Dyke was 61 to 66. What year was the Shadow Nose? The Shadow. The radio? or yes. the? I don't think it was TV ever, was it? I think it was. Hold on. The introduction from the Shadow Radio Program. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The Shadow knows. Um, on September 26, 1937, the, ra- the Shadow Radio drama. What year was War of the Worlds? I believe that was 31. Holy fuck. Yeah. Radio is a... Radio See, these shows are ground, were, These are groundbreaking things. They are the groundbreaking of, uh, things. Media. I feel like we... Uh, I like to go back and listen to stuff like this because I like to listen to this when I'm driving. The shadow. Oh, you 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 find it in. Uh, I've found it in the past, and if not, things that are very similar. Yeah, I know that <clears> there's <throat> like some uh, religious stations around here that play like have like radio plays. Those are so ridiculous. Moral, some sort of moral story, but uh, they're still done are, that old style <clears> way. Some of them are done the old style way, but they're for kids. Uh huh. But they have like uh, voices, like they're voiced, like the Bowery get, like the, what's that again? The East Bower Boys. Kids? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they got all these characters and they're trying to give you all these moral lessons, but the characters' voices are so fucking ridiculous. They're over the top. Yeah. It's like I've only heard it in like local, like this, you know, East Coast or around here. So I don't know. But yeah. It's th- really funny. We're up in the woods here. So our radio, uh, our radio options are few. Anyway. So, radio actors. I know that you keep on wanting to talk about shows that could get made today, but however, today's theme is shows that couldn't get made today. Well, I got another one that you couldn't get make today. Okay. Uh, oh no, I, don't, I lost it. I'll oh. tell you when I got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play the most obvious one. The most obvious one, Archie Bunker. Take a listen. Isn't anybody else interested in upholding standards? Our world is coming crumbling down. The coons are coming. <laughs> Archie, 12% of the population is black. There should be a lot of black families living out here. Yeah, this is only a beginning, but I think it's wonderful. Wonderful, huh? Well, let's see how wonderful it is when a watermelon rinds come flying out the Twelve percent of the population is black, but how much of the uh, crime do they commit? All that's, right. the, that's the statistic that Meathead uh, didn't want to tell you. That you fucking commie pig. All right, Pinko. Uh, Pinko. <laughs> I hit up Pinko. Anyway, so Archie Bunker, uh, beloved show. Uh, people loved it too much, apparently, um, for the wrong reasons, apparently as well. But uh, definitely could not get made today. I mean, and it wasn't even like that was a, a special episode where it was particularly um, offensive. England, England is a fag country. England is a fag country is one of the other things Archie Bunker said. Um, he said a lot of stuff. He said a lot of stuff, but it wasn't like the show was glorifying him. Look, the man was so good that they gave him his own spinoff. Archie Bunker's Place, right? What was it called? Bunker's Place? What are you talking about? That's not because he was so good. It's yeah, because it she so, left the show. Because he was so great. He still could be... He, he still Even as a, such a racist character, they still gave him a spinoff. Oh, Dave. What? Way to just drive a truck and park it in the middle of the show. <laughs> what happened? That's... It... it, it <sighs> 
It wasn't because he was so good. Everybody loved the show because of him anyway. No one was watching it for Meathead and Gloria or uh, Edith. True. They She left the show. She didn't. I don't think she liked to be typecast. Edith? Yeah. She was, you know, uh, a, a real actress who um, was playing uh, someone who was referred to as a dingbat daily. Uh, I think she w- was had had enough. So she left the show and and they just made it, uh, you know, they made it Archie Bunker's place because it was no longer all in the family. The and family they was gone. On that cute little girl. Also a, a Caleb a connection, Danielle Brisbois. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, he just really just parked a truck there. I think that truck was fine. I don't I, know why. There's a parking spot right on the side of the road. It right. wasn't a spinoff because people loved him so much. They just wanted to continue on with the show, but they couldn't call it all in the family. And because they, took, they loved him so much. And they took the opportunity to get the hell rid of Rob Reiner and uh, Sally Struthers. Who did they bring in uh, Archie Bunker's place? Was there someone else like it was his partner or something? Like he went uh, in on the bar with someone or something. Wasn't he? Didn't he have a friend named Stretch who was like the the big guy, the butcher from uh, exactly. Allison. Uh, he was uh, from uh, family. Uh, Brady Bunch. I thought that, or was he the guy from? I uh, think it might be the butcher. I'm thinking maybe it's the it's the guy from uh, the Star Trek movie. Hold on. Oh, I don't know about that. Arch. You always say Arch. Alan Melvin played Barney Hefner. Barney, exactly. Jason Wingreen. Wait, is that what's that? Who's that one? Jason Wingreen. Who's that? Harry Snowden. Yeah, I guess I don't really recall. And Mira apparently went in there. Denise Miller, Martin Balsam. Huh. So I guess uh, I guess I have no idea who was on there. All right. Well, that that one definitely could not get made. Uh, all in the family. No. How about Three's Company? Um, you know, people mention Three's Company as not being able to get made, but I don't. I don't see why. I don't know because it was so unacceptable that uh, Jack could possibly be a fig. The fact that if he was, I mean, no, wait, it's the opposite. It was a fag, so it was okay. No, he was... So that movie, that yeah, it could totally get made today. Right. Actually, it's perfect for today. He was pretending to be one. He was pretending to be gay. But maybe the way he acted that it, when he pretended would be not appropriate today. How about Mr. Furley? That motherfucker was over the top. I love Mr. Furley. Don Knotts is the best. He was great. Those outfits, those leisure suits he had were amazing. Uh, I guess... Uh, I guess... Uh, the Andy Griffith show could be made today. I don't see why not. Well, they had a they had a drunk guy, so maybe uh, their their drunk guy Otis was lovable. So maybe <laughs> they they wouldn't want Otis to be lovable. Maybe they want to show you the uh, oh. the error in your ways if you were drinking. Okay. And oh, then the, ooh, the rifleman. You could never make that one. I can yeah. guarantee you they could not make the rifleman. Today. Yeah, they couldn't even put... I'm surprised they even air it. <laughs> that's that's really bad. It's amazing, but it's like... It's great. What's it, his name again? He was like a fucking basketball player, I baseball player. Chuck Connors. Fucking original badass. I think his name was Chuck Connors. Bad fucking professional baseball player and basketball player, if I'm not mistaken. He was in... Uh, one of those like B horror movies too, like Wax, the Wax Museum or something. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that yeah, Rifleman, I would say no. no. They don't. They don't want to show you guns in a great way ever right now. Oh my God! What about fucking uh, Bonanza? Could they make something like that? I don't think so. I guess not. I guess not. Everything that was is is no longer acceptable. Everything that was and that is uh, was beloved. You know what I mean? We're not even talking about like shows that ran for uh, half a season. We're talking about shows that were beloved. Mm-hmm. I feel like they they couldn't be made. They just couldn't, or they would be so watered down that it would it would 
it would not be worthy. But there's also a, a one of the that I picked mm-hmm. was my beloved F Troop. Nah, the engines. The Indians that were all played by Jews. Or Italians. Or Italians. Look at, um, that, look at that Indian. Okay, I'm going to play this for you now. It's just a short clip from F Troop. How the Hakawis got their name. Hakawi. I tell them how Hakawi gets the name. There's a question that must be on everybody's lips. <laughs> Come to think of it, how did the Hakawis get their name? Glad you asked. <laughs> Many moons ago, tribe leave Massachusetts because pilgrims ruin neighborhood. <laughs> tribe travel west, over stream, over river, over mountain, over mountain, over river, over stream. Then come big day, tribe fall over cliff. <laughs> that when a cow get name, medicine man say to my ancestor, I think we lost. Where the heck are we? So there you go. Wait a minute. That's good stuff. It is good stuff, but they would never allow they would never allow you to have a show where uh you had Native Americans portrayed as uh Jews. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just it, it F Troop was hysterical. I mean, it's it's kind of like Hogan's Heroes. You know, for a show like Hogan's Heroes to get made so quickly after World War II, that shit would never happen today. I mean, we're... Uh, it's absurd that it even happened then. It's kind of really absurd. I mean, World War II, the Nazis, that shit was... Uh, That's one of the most absurd shows in the world. That the shit was insanely shows. crazy. Just the just if you read one of the, the guys real history a, of it. One of the guys in it was an actual Holocaust survivor. Jesus. Uh, LeBeau? The, uh, is he the French guy or something? LeBeau, yeah. Exactly. Let's think of the irony of that. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why. Why they would put together... Because humor is the best medicine? Yeah, but I mean... Jews made this. Yeah, Jews made we it. We didn't escape Germany to be stifled in America. You Cunts. Well, okay. You didn't escape Germany. Exactly. My ancestors did. Did they? They might have. Who did? Well, All right. I, I'm Hungarian, but you know what I'm talking about. No, I just know that if there was concentration camp in your history, that would be something that would be passed down and that families tell you we about, about so it. you never forget. So I would like to know who... who uh, we don't talk about that stuff. I stole the valor. I don't. Okay. I don't know. I, I got no personal ale- anecdotes. Okay, because that's not true then. Well, I'm just saying people uh-huh. who I'm uh, ethnically related to. Well, yes. Like people. Okay. Uh, I just thought it was very weird, and um, I can't imagine a show coming out right now about, you know, uh, Afghanistan or Iraq where we're just, you know, uh, we're prisoners of war there, and we're goofing on Saddam and having a gay old time in in our prison. It was just a little weird, just a little weird of a show. Um, definitely would not get made today. Had its funny moments, though. Had some really iconic characters. Yeah. I mean, uh, Colonel Clink and Schultz and the beautiful blonde woman. And I, I don't know. I don't know. But somehow it became somewhat of a hit, right? Hogan. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a show that definitely would not get made today. Um, there's also one very weirdly interesting episode of Happy Days. Yeah, one that we know of. There's probably other ones. I, you know... I watched Happy Days, and I don't remember watching this one, this episode. I remember it, but I don't remember it like this. I wonder if my parents didn't let me watch it. I was allowed to watch it, but I don't remember it. I don't remember it at all. I I remember a guy named Sticks who played the drums. I don't remember him being so racially typecast and fucking insanely douchey, uh, uncomfortable shit. I don't mind racism. 
I can be racist with the best of them, but this, this is uncomfortable. It's pretty uncomfortable. Freddie got a better job, Richie. He working in a delicatessen. Oh, great. What am I going to do now? What can Frederick do? I can't do. I need a girl. Oh, no. I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> you get a cabbie or a bell cabbie. No, no. I, I don't think you understand. You see, I got a friend and I can't get him a date. Uh-huh. Because he's colored. What color? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you don't understand. See, Richie's got to fix up this Negro guy. Now, do you know anybody? Oh, not me. You got the wrong color. <laughs> you should ask Sammy Davy Jr. <laughs> So, I mean, just just the weirdness of hearing the Fonz say Negro is uh, really uncomfortable. And this, this whole episode is up on uh, YouTube. Just uh, look for Happy Days uh, and Sticks or Sticks Downey. Sticks Downey. Now, that man is charismatic. Yeah, no, he's very good. He's very good in it. And he they... Uh, he definitely is probably the best thing about the episode because they have yeah. him say some insanely crazy shit. It's pretty funny. He's funny. Um, it's really weird watching. This episode is, I don't know if it was like a very special episode of Happy Days or mm. what, but it was, it's a cringe for, uh, Basically a, the whole town are insane racists except for... Uh, the immediate family and uh, Arnold. <laughs> it ends with them dancing alone and the rest of the, the town refuses to take part. The next uh, show, they have a cross burned on their lawn. No, but still, it's a, li- it's, it's, it's a little odd. It's a little weird. Uh, it's a little weird to take this on. And this was, you know... They just Late take 70s. it on in such a horribly stereotyped way. I mean, maybe this was, they were like, well, this is how it would have been in the 50s. Really? Could, they were around in the 50s. Was it really that bad? I don't think so. If so, okay. I don't think so. That overt, like that? Where, maybe. Where everybody's parents wouldn't let their kid go to a, to a party with a black person? Uh, I mean, actually, that's, that is possible. That is possible. They were not allowed to dance in the same section. White and black people weren't allowed to dance together. So you weren't allowed. Yeah. I mean, black people weren't allowed to uh, eat. Black musicians were not allowed to eat in the restaurant that white that white musicians could eat in that they were playing at later than the same night. That's but that's not everywhere. And, and they couldn't stay in the same hotels. So I guess it's not that far fetched. It's not. I guess it's not that far fetched, but for a show made in 1977, where things were no longer they didn't like need to that. go there. No, that's really ridiculous. Actually, it's a little. It was. It's. I like the uh, Sanford and Son show when he's in the courtroom. Yes. Now that's good stuff. I mean, so you know, that's that's being just funny. This is being like just cliched and uncomfortable. I don't know. Very poorly, poor episode, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I don't, it Pointless. doesn't, it's, it doesn't, I don't know what they wanted to accomplish, but it doesn't accomplish anything because the episode, if the episode was in 1955, exactly. if this was a 1955 exactly. show and you wanted to teach people that yeah, being that way was uncool, then exactly. you would just do it. But in 1977, when Funk and Disco... Yeah, they're, they're stupid at this point. the Supremes... And the hair was already being made. The mo- you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, is, it's way... It's way backwards. Yep. It is. It's stupid. It's really stupid. And it's the whole episode. It's not even a few seconds here and there. Yeah, that might be the the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) The Happy Days Sticks the Drummer episode. Really just awful. Yeah. Uh, That should be a career ender for for everyone involved. (laughs) Yet fucking Ron Howard is now doing Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. You You got it. James Gunn is is still around. Okay. Yeah. And Dan Harmon. Go fuck yourselves. Um, so get off my lawn. Yeah, that th- those folks are okay apparently. But well, um, you know, different strokes for different folks, which reminds me that motherfucker could never get made. Why couldn't that show get made? You cannot have two Negroes living with an old white guy. Why? 
I don't know. I just think it was so that that show is if you go back and watch it, some of the humor is I guarantee you probably along the lines of what we just saw with Happy Days. It's probably so uh what do you call that? Patronizing <sighs> almost. Uh playing into uh jive stereotypes. What you talking about, Willis, is okay. essentially the essence of what I'm getting to. I guess you could be right. I, I mean, I think I might be. The premise would be okay. Yeah, the premise is okay, but uh, you know, but the, facts of life premises may be more acceptable. The execution not so great. Yeah, I was thinking about soap, the show Soap. I was thinking about soap too. As a matter of fact, I gotta take a shower. Okay, goodbye. I was thinking that soap was. Um, soap could never get made. Why? Because you had uh, Billy Crystal. Yes. Was uh, overtly faggy. Right. And that shit ain't happening. Obviously, he's a homosexual. We don't tolerate that shit around here. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Patrice O'Neill doing his thing on American Idol. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're a motherfucking faggot, and uh, we don't tolerate that shit around here. I feel like I feel like it was um uh I just think uh yeah there's probably the main problem was Billy Crystal's character and they're trying to make that like a thing. I think that was I feel like they were trying to uh make you socially aware that it was okay, but it was in a sitcom and it was Soap was all the rage for a couple I mean, of honestly, it wouldn't be made today simply because they didn't hire a gay guy to play a gay guy. Yeah, Soap. I guess I really, really liked Soap for about a minute. Yeah. Then... Hi, uh, Mrs. David? Yes. <laughs> I'm Jody. Oh, my. Oh, my, my, my. You're in Texas. I think so. Everybody talks funny. Well, come on in for a minute. Thank you. You're a homo? Well, I, uh... The reason I ask is I've never seen one before. We don't have homos in Texas. Live ones, anyway. Live ones. Well, sit down. Would you like a drink? Uh, yes, thank you. A drink would be nice. What do you people drink? You mean New Yorkers? We drink... No, no, homos. <laughs> We drink your basic heterosexual drinks. How about some lemonade? Do you drink lemonade? Lemonade would be terrific. We like lemonade. I mean, we drink a lot of lemonade. That was back when Billy Crystal was still really good. Yeah, that's before Billy Crystal turned into a patronizing fool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Billy Crystal doing his uh, black uh, jazz musician routine. Uh, that That is the shark jumping motherfucker. That, that, to me, terrible. it was... Yeah, I think he started to get too big for his britches right after... Um, City Slickers. City Slickers. Um, a great movie that he was in, actually a terrible movie, but one of his first, yeah. uh, The Rabbit Test. Oh, that's terrible. It is so bad. That's that Joan Rivers wrote that. That's where he uh, is the first pregnant guy or something. Yes. Really bad. Man. Awful. Really bad. Awful, awful. And then he did Soap. So. No, he did Soap before that. Really? Is that right? I think Rabbit Test is after him on SNL. No, 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 no. That's from the mid-70s. Late seventies at the late okay maybe soaps earlier but rabbit test is right in there. Hold on, rabbit test was terrible. Soap is from seventy seven. I feel like rabbit test is from seventy seven also. Seventy six. Seventy eight. Oh, well, there you go. And uh, let's see, Billy Crystal. So that makes sense. He got a TV show and then he got a movie. The movie tanked, but. 
He got yeah. He was he was on the TV show. I think is the first thing I recognize. What did he do after Rabbit Test? Uh, I mean, he was on SNL for a year, right? That was later. That was like ten years later, right? Maybe uh, seventy-eight. Uh, six years later. Six years later, probably. Yeah, that sounds better. Like eighty-three, eighty-four. Uh huh. I think. I don't know. I think. Oh, was he on SCTV or no? He wasn't one of I those. I think so. One of the best shows ever. He was. Uh, let's SCTV. See. Really better than Saturday Night Live, actually. It just didn't last as long. Yeah, it had some funnier moments. Uh, <laughs> soap. Um, I'm looking for something. Joe Flaherty, then amazing. It says that he wasn't in anything other, anything real big until um, Spinal Tap. Wow. Interesting. So Soap ended in 81. In 84, he was in Spinal Tap. But that's when eighty. That's when Spinal Tap was released. My guess is that he was... Uh, Working on it for a year or two. Probably, yeah. So, I mean, even in that... He seemed very recognizable, though, when he was... I mean, everyone knew he was Billy Crystal in Spinal Tap. He was already huge by then. Really? Yeah, you knew it was Billy Crystal. Did Maybe he did Broadway or something. I don't know. I don't know why he got so big. Then uh, after after Spinal Tap, he was in Princess Bride. That sealed the fate. And then Throw Mama from the Train. Really? Mm-hmm. Then When Harry Met Sally. See, that's when I think... Oh, that, that, that put him over the top. That's what I think. That's unfortunately or fortunately, depending on if you like it or not, is an iconic movie. I mean, The Princess Bride is as well, but it wasn't his movie. But when Harry met Sally, it was definitely him and yeah. uh, what's her name? The Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. So that that I think Kansas Deli. That is the turning point. Yep. And then right after that came City Slickers. I really like Running Scared. Actually, is he in Running I'm a huge, Scared? I'm a huge Gregory Hines fan. All right. I don't. Is he in that? Yeah, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines, Running Scared. From when? I don't know. When is that? Oh yeah, nineteen eighty six. There you go. That's pretty good. So that I don't even I don't even remember that one. How about White Knights? You like that one? I think White Knights is the one with Barishnikov. Exactly, and Gregory Hines. Yeah. Okay. I like anything Gregory Hines. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Um, what, is there any other? On twenty fifth Street, uh-huh. Ethiopia. What do you mean? Is that what they say in there? <laughs> That's what Gregory Hines says in uh, History of the World Part 2. I see. Ethiopian Shim Sham. Now let me ask you about Chico and the Man. Oh, yeah, man. That's a good show. Well, Chico and the Man was also... I mean, I think they wanted Jack Albertson to be another uh, Archie Bunker type. Like a grumpy guy, uh, cantankerous, curmudgeon, but mm. funny and lovable. Mm. But instead of putting him in with, you know, uh, his daughter and her pinko husband, they brought this Mexican kid. But was the show going to star the Mexican kid or was it going to star the man? It was Chico and the man. Because Chico way outshined the man. It should have been called Chico and the man. Not Chico and the man. Well, I the think without was, the man, Chico wouldn't have anybody to play off of. I think they needed a little bit stronger man. I mean, Chico I think it's Chico and the man. I think the man is the man, not just Jack Albertson. It's just the man. I know. I understand that. And I think they made Chico to be like a very friendly and lovable Mexican guy. I'm just saying, did they realize how personable Freddie Prinze was? Or did he take him all by storm and they started writing it bigger for Freddie? No, or was I it mean, always Chico? And the man. I don't know, Dave. Do you think it could get made today? I don't think so. Why? Uh, it's just too stereotyped. It's too black and white, really. I watched it. I watched it, and I was like, "Let me find, see if I can find a a, a part that's really like anti-Mexican." And I just couldn't okay, because so there was no. If if it was anti-Mexican Puerto for a Rican. moment. No, well, he claims he's Mexican. Really? Yeah. 
thought he's Puerto Rican. Freddie Prince might have been Puerto Rican, but in this show, Chico and the Man, it takes place in California. He is Mexican. Oh. He even says, I'm a Mexicana. Oh. Or Mexicana. I wonder why they did that. Well, because it's in California. Why would they? Why? Why Because everything. I don't know. Because it. I don't know. They said it in California. All right. There were, I mean, I'm sure there's Puerto Ricans in California, but. Well, maybe it could get made, but they just have to change the title of it. Mm-hmm. To what? Everybody loves Chico. Something oh. like that. Okay. Would you have to pronounce it like that? Chico! Okay. Like that kind of thing. Uh, I, so I watched it and he's, you know, he, well, he says, uh, well, here's a, here's a clip. Look, I want you and this stuff out of here. It's beginning to smell like Saturday night in Tijuana. <laughs> that smell attracts my people. Good. Open a restaurant in Pasadena and attract them over there. <laughs> you want me, I'll be in my room. So, uh, there's like little, it's, but it's funny, but I don't find it particularly offensive, but I feel like maybe in today's climate, everybody is so ready to be offended. In today's climate, they just announced that Rudolph the Reindeer is racist. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is racist. We've always known it was racist. What? Rudolph is the only Jew in the bunch. What are you talking about? His big red nose. He's a Jew. It's anti-Semitic. Who says that? I'm just saying, that's what it is. What are no, they saying? No, it's not. Who are you saying? Well, what are they saying? What are you, you just... The I, article says that it's racist. What I'm just article? saying I've always known that they, it's anti-Semitic. Dave, what are they talking about? Oh, my God. I don't know the article in question. Know. You haven't sent it to me. I don't know. You're bringing okay, this well, out of left field. Look, look on the news right now. You see what I'm talking about. Look on the news Ru- right now. Rudolph the Red-Nosed fucking Reindeer is a racist. I'm saying I always knew it was anti-Semitic. Uh, do they? Everybody knows the Grinch is a Jew. Who else would steal Christmas? The beloved Christmas movie Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has been called out as seriously problematic for its displays of bullying, racism, homophobia, not to mention verbal abuse, sexism, bigotry, lack of acceptance, and even exploitation of workers. Oh, oh, that's fine. It's the fact that he's a Jew. That's what a video courtesy of the Huffington Post... No one reads the Huffington Post. No one takes them seriously. Why don't you huff some gas, you fucking cunt? Viewers are noticing the tale may not be so jolly after all. The video's text noted, and they're sharing their observations online. Ugh. Yearly reminder that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a parable on racism and homophobia with Santa as a bigotive, exploitive prick. Oh, Santa. Oh, God. This is what we've become, dude. Do you understand? So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. None of these shows could get made because this can't get made. Well, then I, this is... this. We should have just talked about this first and foremost and we wouldn't even have to do a show. Guess what? The fucking... Uh, what's that one with the snowman? Frosty the snowman? Yeah, I mean, I can't make that one either. He's got a big carrot for a cock. That's his nose, oh, Dave. Well, I've always seen when you walk around the neighborhood, they take the carrot of the nose, they put it down there, and it's like a big problem. That's weird. Yeah, it's all over the place. What neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, yeah suburbia, White, Whiteville, White Town, USA. I have never thought to do that. Uh, no. Yeah, the carrot goes right in the cack. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you like to say the word cock. Hey, cunt bag, cack. Okay, cunt Boom. bag, cock. Get it all out. Cunt cack. Cuckass. Oh. Anyway, you know, another show that I'm thinking wouldn't be able to get made is uh, a show that you absolutely love. I love Mr. Pickles. <laughs> oh, wait, you can't make that. Excuse me. The show The White Shadow. Ooh, I loves me some Ken Norton. Is that his name? Yes. No. It's Ken Howard. I love Ken Howard. I mean, right off the bat, it's... Oh, uh, loves me some spicoli. It's about some this... Some salami, I mean. Okay. It's about what? Go ahead. Right off the bat, it's about this white ex-basketball player uh, going to, I think it's Chicago or Detroit or uh, somewhere. Yeah. This is the opening is where he goes It's to, one of the best shows ever, honestly. And yeah. The, and the theme song is, too. 
somehow think, you know, basketball was all the rage back in the day. You know, the fast break, this movie, one-on-one with Robbie Benson. Get over it, white people. We understand you have an infatuation with basketball play. Players. Playing. Iggy. Oh, yeah. Fucking montage. So they really. Um, the show was funky. The show was great. The, uh, but they really. It, it, I think it's the first episode where the black kids don't want to take direction from the white guy. Oh, the whole show is amazing. You could never make the show today. Every single episode, every aspect of every episode, could not be made today. Isn't it's amazing. That crazy. I love the. Uh, I love the uh, domineering uh, black principal woman. Is that Leslie Uggams? Wait, I think she's pretty, she's fine. She ain't no Uggams. Oh my God, David. Chief, Chief I, Uggams? No, I think I'm getting her. Mrs. Wiggins? I'm getting her confused with somebody else. Leslie Uggams. More like. What? I don't know. Uh-oh. She was always telling me he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that. And lo and behold, he always did it. That's why the white shadow was the man. <clears throat> yeah, the white shadow. That just is it's not happening. Guess who created the white shadow? The Norman Lear. No, um it was uh Ken Brenner uh David Brenner. It was Bruce Paltrow, Gwyneth's dad. Gwyneth's dad. Really? Gwyneth Paltrow. He should have never named his daughter Gwyneth. But other than that, okay. Why is that? What are you, I don't I, I mean, don't know. I just don't like the name Gwyneth. Maybe it's in the family. It's freaking I don't know. me out, man. It's like Uma Thurman. Uma? You're going to name your kid Uma? How also, do these people become famous? You're, this, you're so good looking that you can get by with a name like Uma. Yeah, but you know what? When you have a name like Uma and you look like Uma Thurman, I think I think having a name that's uh, not very common makes you more memorable. I've, I'm sure it did nothing but help her. Uma is a, I mean, you might not like the name, but certainly it's something that sticks out in your mind. Well, I'm sure it's popular in like Sweden or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know where her name came from. Uma. But I tell you what, those Kill Bill movies are fucking amazing. She's amazing in them. All right. I think if you had to ask me if uh, what Quentin Tarantino movie movies I like the best, I will I will point in that direction. I do not have a favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. I hadn't until I saw those two movies, and they, when I tell you, they are right up my alley. I mean, they are perfectly right up my alley, much like. Uh, Planet Terror from Robert Rodriguez. Those mm-hmm. are movies that I uh, embrace and love with my whole heart. I like it. Okay. All right. So this has been. I, I uh, think. Oh. What? I think. Okay. This has been uh, our show, uh, mostly about shows that couldn't get made today. Oh, there's a dozen more. Uh, well, unfortunately, we're out of time. And perhaps if you hadn't brought up shows that you would. How about more want to... Could you make that one today? Probably. Yes, Mork and Mindy could be made today. How about Hello, Larry? Could you make that one today? <sighs> Hello, Larry could be made today. Yes, it was a single dad going to Portland to be on the radio. Please, uh, someone make that show. You know what couldn't get made today? Hello, Gary. Too Close for Comfort with J.M. J. Bullock. Wait, is that... Uh, Jim J. Bullock. Is that the one with... Uh, 
Ted Baxter. Ted Baxter. Yes, it is. Ted Knight. Ted Knight. Amazing. Uh, I think oh, yeah, there's so an episode where Monroe. I think Monroe gets Monroe. raped or something at some point. Monroe is HIV positive, isn't he? Yet he manages to live a totally healthy life. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he has AIDS. <laughs> HIV positive and AIDS are not I'm the same. I'm just fucking around. Oh I think God. he does have HIV though. I think I think uh, there are quite a number of people living with HIV. I yeah, think, but none uh, of them as talented as James J. James J. Bullock. He was great that in that was show. Charismatic, and he was also great on uh, Hollywood Squares. I like him. That's what I'm saying. I like the guy. I, I I thought that show was hysterical. I think anything with Ted Knight is fucking brilliant. Well, good. I'm 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 glad you do. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, you could make that one today. No, you couldn't. Whoa. No, because Mary was an associate producer. She's you know she was. Um, oh right. Lou Grant was rough with her because she was a girl and, you know. How about the Lou Grant show? They got, they got the head of the newspaper was that woman, so you could make the show. She you was could, always controlling Lou. Yeah, but the, as a premise, you could make it, but I think some of the Change subject. The shit out of it. It's yeah, true. exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been our latest episode. Uh, shows that couldn't get made today. That kind of went off the rails a few times, courtesy of... Well, why wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are, I don't even know, people find us on, uh, people are mostly people listening. People find us irresistible? No. It's like really cool? No. Hi. I was going to say you can find us here, there, and that, but the truth of the matter is, is they find us, for me to say it at the end of the show makes zero sense. They've already found us. Hey, you found us, man. You found us and we're happy for it, so... Uh, let us know if you have any uh, shows that you think could not be made today. Uh, uh, we're on Twitter at Middle Aged Cool, and I'm on Gab at Middle Aged Cool Kids. And um, you can also leave comments on uh, on our show, individual shows, posting on our website, middleagedcoolkids.com. Okay. Barney Miller. Uh, I don't want to start talking about Barney Miller. That's a, that's a show that deserves its own Barney Miller? All right. It's been great. Uh, say your goodbyes, Dave. Goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Dave.